0: The Mighty Whites Podcast is recorded at the Medicine Room Studios. For more information, visit medicineroomstudios.com.
1: Hi, welcome to episode 41 of the Mighty Whites Podcast. I'm Jack. I'm joined from Portland by KC. Good morning. This could go really wrong, this podcast, because with how busy we all are, it's definitely going to be a couple of days before it comes out, so everything will definitely go wrong on Wednesday and Thursday, without a doubt.
0: QPR's, QPR's going to get rearranged again.
1: Yeah, just like the last time. Uh, because of the gap and everything, uh, the first game seems quite a while ago, but it it felt feels quite recent to me because it sticks out because it's so much fun going to away games. I'd forgotten how much. Uh, yeah,
0: how was that for you?
1: Eh, it was great. Apparently there was a shitload of trouble going back for train but I went on the coach so I never saw it. Uh, happy days. Uh, yeah, 1-1 one, one at Middlesbrough. Uh, I thought we, as much as it's going into the game, if you get a point away at Middlesbrough, that's never a bad result, really. It's a tough place to go but I feel like it were too, it was definitely two points dropped.
0: Yeah, seeing the especially the chances we created in the in the second half, we we probably should have better. Patrick Bamford probably should have had one or two.
1: The one off the Janssen head of it hit the post. I mean, he really had to score that. It was a simple one with that.
0: The look Tyler Roberts is giving him because Tyler Roberts is right behind him. He's lining up a volley as well, and Bamford hits it, and Bamford's laying face down in the ground. He knows. And Tyler Roberts is just behind him. Just uh, you could just see it on his face. Just how? How have you not scored?
1: This? That's not what it was, mate. It was looking at him with a look of longing because he was thinking of a Magnum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I did like that actually. That was uh, a as nice touch from Tyler Roberts uh, after the game when he he took the picture with the Magnum.
1: Yeah, well, there was that guy, wasn't there? If, Le- if Leeds score here, I'll get a tattoo of tyler roberts eating a magnum on my ass and then he just replied to him never doubt us again
0: (laughs) you saw some of the comments of going what are you going to go for double double chocolate carrot you know caramel is it going to be a magnum blanco
1: dude going with it dude don't say that about tyler roberts (laughs) (laughs) no um it was a weird one because him even in first half, I thought Leeds played the better football, but they had a couple of really good chances from set pieces with Shock Horror, Aidan Flint being massive. Yeah. Uh, but we got in at half-time, and they just went to sleep completely. Like, Ailing, mm. who... It does have to be got out of way. Luke Ailing was absolutely horrendous in this game. Like, just all game. He's, he's a good player, but he had an awful day. But he got caught too far forward. But Hernandez covered him well, got into position to track the runner, and then he just jogged forward two yards for no reason and let him in behind, pulled it back for wing, and Phillips is ten yards away from his man in a simple finish. And that I think was the only effort they had in the second half.
0: The only, the only other thing I kind of picked up, I, I noticed watching that, um, is that Jerry Alioski also seems to be in there making a sliding tackle, you know, over towards the right centre back position. And it just seemed like everyone was in everyone's position. Jack Harrison seemed to be at left-back. Alioski seemed to have moved into centre midfield. It was just a bit all over the place for it. Yeah,
1: it's a side effect of the uh, proper one-v-one man marking all over the pitch when you're defending. If you're at right-back marking the left winger and he jogs all the way across the pitch, you've got to go with him.
0: Yeah, we've seen it with Barry Douglas a few times because they never—it's never a case of handing a player over, is it? It's always very much man for man. So quite a few times this season we've seen Barry Douglas coming on, you know, coming into the centre, sticking with his man, and
1: that's why I keep and, mixing him up with Falshaw.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was—you just watching it, it probably looks like a bit of a soft goal, but I will say I think uh, wing. Gives Casilla the eyes, doesn't he, and just sends him the wrong way.
1: Yeah, it won't it wasn't a particularly difficult finish, but he took it really well. Uh obviously we we then missed a load of chances. Bamford's one, we talked about Jansen hitting post with header just before it. Roof had a massive chance that he just didn't do anything with. But hundred and first minute.
0: Yeah. Um Super Calvin. Is he <laughs> our best ever player now? Are we just all in agreement he's the best player that's ever played for Leeds?
1: I hear they're putting his, uh, his big stone on Wembley Square as we speak. <laughs> uh, but good, decent corner from Alyoski, good knockdown from Cooper, and Phillips powers it home. It appeared to go in off the keeper's face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just couldn't quite get his hands up in time by the looks of things. But um, yeah, great to see Calvin Phillips. He, what would he be in about three, four yards out at most? Just got a good power on it.
1: It was a weird reaction I had in the ground. I I didn't jump up and down at all. Mm. It went in and I got like 2% happy and 98% relief.
0: I I literally
1: just went, get in, and just hugged the bloke next to me. (laughs) Just went, come on. And then reached, I was the last seat before the stairs. And then Mm. I just basically had to reach out and try and catch about five people that were going to break the neck. Because, I mean... (laughs) You know, like, the the stairwells used to be full at away games when we were kids. Oh, it's way more now. There was as many people in the stairs as there was in the seats. Yeah. Which apparently has been the case all season. It's picked up a lot of the last couple of years while we haven't been there that much. Yeah. Uh, But obviously I was catching people on one leg because of my knee. I could could not walk by the end of the game. Risking your own life (laughs) and limbs. Uh, we neither of us get a point for that because I went for a 2 0 defeat because pessimism is the way to go. And you had a one-nil win. Uh, the the other thing to come out of that, of course, that is even though it was during the game, it's more away from football. Jack Clark was taken ill during the game and transferred to hospital. Uh, it appears he's okay, but there's no news in terms of when he's returning to football as of yet.
0: Yeah, Jack Clark, God rest his soul. He uh, <laughs> from what I, from what I heard as well bielsa was so sort of transfixed on the game it was actually tony pulis that was kind of like should we not be seeing to this lad here yeah anybody <sighs> Marcelville what what's happening oh he said could someone take care of this please our game to get back into it
1: oh it ju- I, I just remembered actually i'd blocked this out i did have a moment where i had to yell at our fans mm. because obviously you get a group of four and a half thousand people a certain percentage of them are going to be morons. So the game stopped. You know, you can see all the medical staff around our dugout. At this stage, our best guess is that it's a fan, and the players have moved out of the way and they've moved them into the dugout and they've moved them into the dugout. You know, to see what's going on. And about twenty fans, not that far away from me, started chanting, "What the fuck is going on?" And uh, it yeah. wasn't just me. Quite a few turned around and went, "Oh, shut the fuck up! Have some fucking sense." Someone might have had an heart attack, for all we know, and I just thought, yeah. I just thought, you fucking self obsessed idiots, not able to realise that something like that might have happened. And then I, I bet they felt like shit when they got back in in whatever transport they did to get home. And saw that it was Jack Clark.
0: Yeah, yeah, not not entirely covering themselves in glory.
1: Now, but uh, speaking of not covering themselves in glory, Swansea lost to us.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, Dan James finally appeared at Ellen Road and, and got a game.
1: Did you see that picture of him at the corner where he looked so solemn? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he seemed to be, there was, um, was, it in the, was it in the first half or the second half, he won a free kick, sort of dribbling across the penalty area to the touchline. I think it was stuck out a leg and tripped him. And he just ended up having to wander out, like, I think when he got into the penalty area then. It was like him, Alyoski and Pontus all seemingly just stood having a laugh with each other. It must, well, have, bonded in those, it must have bonded in those 20 minutes he was at Thorparch with them.
1: Yeah, or maybe maybe a couple of the players were there with him for his five-hour sit-in in the East End. <laughs> but as the song went round the ground, Daniel James, he wants to be Leeds. Uh And if had he been, because I honestly, even though it was a bit hit and miss... He def- I thought until McBurney came on, who I do rate, he looked their best player by a long way.
0: Yeah, he's, he's had a good season this season again with them. Um, these these eighteen months he's been in the championship, he, it's done him a lot of good. I think so that's. I, how, I think it was. I think we said before the time he spent with Barnsley he had a good record with them.
1: Yeah.
0: And yeah, he's he's picked up again this season.
1: I would have really liked us to sign McBurnie but you know I'm perfectly happy with Bamford it's just a shame he have been injured so much uh, we should have won this game by 4 or 5 to be honest uh, Jansen got me a few quid with his opener good left foot finish I cannot believe that I backed him any time and didn't back him for skull <laughs> I was a uh, because I, I put a thing on Twitter, actually, before the game, railing against the people that get so smashed before the game.
0: I would, I wouldn't I would have said you were railing against them.
1: Oh, I was... I, I, I was able to phrase it in a more polite manner because, you know, it's... But I was getting... Uh, this couple really fucking pissed me off. my dad were getting a coffee, and they were right in front of him, and just yelling at each other. And the argument was, I'm not drunk, you're drunk. <laughs> That they were both having, and they were both absolutely fucking smashed. Like they will have had. If if you ask them the score now, they will have a clue what score this game was. And I just thought, and it was doubly epic because on the way to the ground, me and my dad were on about how because there'd been a lot a of arrests at the Leeds Borough game, but very few of them were actually for the fights. There were quite a lot of them were, were for possession of drugs. So we were on about. People who I, I was going right. I understand going to a nightclub and taking coke. I don't do it, but I understand it.
0: Dropping ecstasy at the riverside. Who
1: takes <laughs> coke at <a> football match? <laughs> like, what the hell benefit does it have? Allow you, to, other than allowing you to drink more, maybe.
0: If you're coked up in the 90th minute of a close game, though, Jesus, you'd be risk at risk of a heart attack.
1: Well, to be honest. Uh, when Leeds were hanging on at the end of this, I think you could have confused 20,000 of the 35,000 for having been on something. <laughs> like yelling at Tyler Roberts to close the keeper down when it was a really bad time to close the keeper down. Yeah. You know, like, no, hold your position. You're in the right position. And 20,000 people yelling at him and called him lazy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, obviously, we're 1-0 Leeds' a second goal was a cracking goal. Mm. Uh some proper Bielsa football played the way out. Ailing got ball, went down, cut inside. Really good crossfield ball to Lallyowski. Good cross, good header from Harrison at near post. Uh, Mulder's positioning's a bit dodgy. Mm. But uh it was a really good goal. But did you by any chance see the Swansea City commentators?
0: Uh yes, that was actually the stream I had. Yeah, it was, the, it was the Swansea City one.
1: That is. Very,
0: very interesting.
1: I have heard more biased commentary. I have heard in a way, stupider commentary. In terms of observation skills, it's the worst piece of commentary I've ever heard.
0: I, I, I would, I would say they were incredibly in. it. Bearing in mind, you know, you're able to watch it. It was very ineffective description of what had happened.
1: Yeah, like oh, Alioski with the cross. Oh, and he sliced it straight in. Oh, he looks embarrassed to have scored that. I mean, it was a good cross, and Harrison just headed it in. I can't, I can't figure out what the fuck they were watching.
0: It was, um, yeah, a nice, a nice little touch. I think you probably, from that side of the ground, would have had a better view of, of Harrison's touch.
1: I had a belt. I, I couldn't have had a better view of it, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say it would have been that far from me in line with you, mm. um, but yeah, you could. I think once you saw the replay, you could definitely see the touch. But at the same time, you wouldn't. You would never have said that he, that Alioski, sliced it in. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's not as if Harrison redirects it to any great extent. He just changes it enough to, like say, wrong foot Mulder.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a really good header.
0: And yeah, and, and like you say, we we just created a lot of chance in this game. I thought Roof looked fantastic at 10 in this.
1: Well, he, he just looked to be getting used to the system, didn't he? Which is why he's now probably out for the rest of the season. Yeah. Because um, we, we're Leeds United, we can't have nice things.
0: Yeah, he, he did. He, you know, I think I think for him as well. You could see over the last couple of weeks how frustrated he was getting playing up front and and not really getting the service. So I think it suited him these last couple of weeks to to be dropping in that a little bit deeper, getting it. You know, he's getting sort of in between the defense and the midfield, and just getting a bit more time on the ball. And and he, he just looked he looked up for it in this game.
1: Yeah, I uh, I honestly think this game at the start of the season would have been so much more comfortable and then a couple of minutes left and i hate to lag on him because he has got a lot of unfair stick because he's been really good for ages and he's just in a bad bit of form but ailing was way better in this game and then the tackle he made to give away a penalty
0: when you're just watching something you just think oh no
1: it's such a stupid piece of defending to do like, yeah. was it Douglas that gave the one away in the last minute that Peacock Farrell saved? Yeah. Against Red. And again,
0: it was in a similar position, yeah. wasn't it? It was right at the corner of the area. There was no real danger.
1: I thought this one was even worse, because at least Josh Sims was running with pace. Mm. I mean, when Aileen does it, he's almost he's got his back to goal and he's moving away. It's such a poor tackle.
0: If it had held off that tackle two seconds, it'd be a free kick. Mm. It'd be fine. I, I, just for me as well, getting to watch it back in slow motion, you just, oh, uh, what are you doing, Luke?
1: Yeah, there was no doubt about it. It was definitely a penalty.
0: <laughs> no, it was just one of those things. But and like you say, then at that point, um, and I think given that we've not been in the best form the last month and a half, you, then at that point, it gets, it gets a little bit nervy. And like you say, that's when actually, you don't want Tyler Roberts pushing on to close down the goalkeeper. No, hold, the, hold your positions, you it, know.
1: It was very panicky in the Like, as panicky as I've ever seen it, genuinely. Mm. People were terrified they were going to equalise. And, I mean, I was as well. I just held it together a bit better than some people. <laughs> uh, you know the guy that sits next to us. The, yeah. The tall bloke. Who's a real, he's a really, really nice guy. Oh, I but love that guy. That last minute and a half, I honestly thought I might have to ring an ambulance at this rate.
0: Was he dropping a few C bombs?
1: No, he wasn't angry. He wasn't <laughs> shouting. He wasn't squaring. He looked, he looked like he might die. <laughs> 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 he was like just, you know, that clip just before Jeco makes it two-two against QPR in that game. Yeah, where that guy's like throwing his coat on the floor and kicking the seat. It wasn't kicking the seat, but it was like pulling at his sleeves. It looked like someone going through the DTs. <laughs> but they held on. It was a really good win. I thought Philip Phillips were most people's man at match and I'm absolutely fine with that assessment. It was brilliant, but I thought Jansen <clears throat> was unreal in this game.
0: I try to remember who it was I saw recently online talking about um Talking about our best team, I was, someone had mentioned as well, it was after one of our uh, last couple of episodes where we'd said that we'd had, obviously we got Berardi and Dallas out injured, but realistically they're probably not going to come into the team straight away, it, even once they're fit.
1: Mm.
0: And someone said, uh, no, Berardi would be in, you'd take Janssen out. I was, just, well, I, I, I was gobsmacked.
1: I know where he's coming from because at the start of the season, that was Bielsa's preferred team even with Bielsa's loyalty to players, I don't see... You couldn't drop Janssen now.
0: He's been in the best form he's ever been in since, or since he's been here. Like, mm. you know, he played some nice stuff when he was with Kyle Bartley. And the first half of last season, he looked good. But Jesus Christ, these two, three months now, he has been, like... He's been fantastic. Especially that spell when Cooper was out and it's been essentially been him and Phillips. Yeah. he's He's been unreal.
1: Yeah, I think he's... I don't just think he's a Premier League player. I think he's a top half Premier League player. Oh,
0: he's he's very good. And there's there's, there's
1: that... a lot of teams in Premier League that I look at and think he's better than their centre backs,
0: mm.
1: including like is look at Arsenal. He's better than Mustafi.
0: I'll, yeah, you look at Chelsea's team. You could see him coming in and being a lot more solid there.
1: Well, Chelsea's weird at the minute. I don't think any centre back can make a difference. Uh, if you're going to make the same three subs every game when it isn't working.
0: <laughs> so David O'Leary, think you. Just, what is the score? Doesn't matter. Put Robbie Keane on. It will be fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, I went one more than that because I wanted to be pessimistic, and you went for a 2-1 lead. Yes. So after 35 games, your lead is up to 18 points, but Leeds got a draw at Middlesbrough and then one at home to Swansea, so you can guess what my predictions are going to be for the next ones.
0: Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll take that as long as it keeps us up there
1: Yeah, uh, we have various news Uh, Since we last played under-23s, have played three games Uh, They got beat 1-0 at Chef Wednesday Which, by all accounts, was a horrendous match Which, luckily, they didn't put on LUTV
0: Yeah, I heard I heard that was a bad game
1: Uh, They beat Notts County 2-1 Which should have been 8-9 Tyler Roberts had one of the worst days of shooting he will ever have
0: I'm glad he had it in the under-23s. Yeah,
1: it wasn't just missing target, it was putting it 10 yards off at bar. I don't know what got into him. And then they got...
0: I was going to say, that was the... Was that the Premier League Cup game as well?
1: Yeah, that was the Cup game at Geisley.
0: Yeah, and a, another decent turnout for that.
1: Yeah, uh, Izzy Brown with a pen, that he won after a good ball of at top from Berardi, and then Ryan Edmondson got the winner later on. And then yesterday, Leeds 2, Bolton nil. Uh... Weren't they weren't very good first half leads, to be honest. And then just in first 15 minutes of second half, uh, John Stevens and Robbie Got scored two in about four minutes. Both really nice goals. Both excellent through balls from Hugo Diaz, who played in the uh, Phillips role. And nice. who, by the way, vanity searches his own name because he's been liking tweets talking about his passes. <laughs> <laughs> He liked ours, but I tagged him, that's fair enough. And then I noticed that he's been <laughs> he's been liking other ones too. <laughs> but fair enough, if you have a good game, you're going to want to look at you.
0: Yeah, uh, your boy Robbie got's with a goal.
1: It, have you seen that yet?
0: I haven't seen the goals now.
1: No, uh, it was like a chip ball over top from Diaz and he like chests it down and lobs it over at keeper in like one movement. Because he, oh, he, he played in midfield again and he had another really good game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the main, the other main thing out of them is Dallas and Barati played half an hour against Knox County and forty-five minutes against Bolton.
0: It's it's good to see them getting a bit more game time, and hopefully Baradi doesn't have any another breakdown. Izzy Brown getting some more game time, and I'm sure he's only four or five games away now.
1: Hmm. Uh, we'll put we will come on to it more, but I actually I think he's I think he's in with a decent shot at starting on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I suppose if if roof's out then with
1: roof being out, I'll be because of his loyalty to players and how he likes people he's seen before. I'm about. I think there's about seventy percent chance Tyler Roberts plays at ten and thirty percent Brown. Mm. But I think he's got a chance. I think I'd play him. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna chuck someone in, I think Bolton at home is the time to do it.
0: Yeah, like you say, I, th- I think a bit of pressure off for that game. The the one combination I don't want to see that we kind of went with when I first got back to Leeds was the Phillips Forshaw click sort of three central or three players in the middle from midfield and I just didn't like click playing at 10 at all it just didn't work it, it didn't yeah. suit his game at all
1: yeah I don't I wouldn't mind it being Phillips and Forshaw but I agree I don't like I've explained before that the reason I like I think click gets so much room is is ru- central midfielders don't track his run from a number eight position holding midfielders do track his runs from a number 10 position and I think mm. that takes away a lot of his game. And it also means that there's too many times when he receives ball, he's back to goal, which takes away his option to shoot. Yeah, I was a bit annoyed, actually, because I totally forgot that the Leeds-Bolton game was at Ellen Road, and I was off work. I could have gone.
0: Yeah, it'd be quite nice so, to see the under-23. To be honest, against Bolton, I wouldn't mind just putting the under-23s out again, Someone I'd still fancy his chances.
1: Uh, I also that, I'm I'm not saying no, because I, I'm just I've got... I don't trust us at all. <laughs> uh, there was good under 23s news. news. Uh, Clackados signed a new eighteen-month deal, and the one I'm really happy about because I was on about it on podcast a couple of weeks ago. Robbie Gotts has got a new deal, three and a half years.
0: Yeah, clearly see something in him to give him a three and a half year deal. Like you know, seeing Clarkado get an eighteen an eighteen-month deal, you think that's sort of the usual at this time of year. So they for someone who hasn't played a first-team game. Uh, you know, I know he's been on the bench a couple of times. What's What's Robbie got? Eighteen, nineteen?
1: I think he's nineteen now. But I I really like him, and he's a he's very useful to the way we play because he can, he can play right and left back, and he can play holding mid, and he can play as the centre mid as well. And I actually, I actually think the centre mid role might be the best one for him, from what mm. I've seen. Uh, it's
0: good that especially at that age it shows you that they've they've got some faith in someone to kind of kick on and develop a bit then it's given three and a half years at at 19 mm. um but you know with the way our under 18s and under 23s have been playing this season there's a f- there's a few of them you got to look at and think they probably deserve you know at least another year or so to give them a chance to prove themselves here
1: yeah speaking of 18s they got beat 4-2 at burnley earlier today I'll tell you what. Who else was good in that Bolton game? Alfie McAlmont was good when he came on.
0: Yeah, someone whose his has got mentioned a bit more, especially sort of as the season has gone on. Um, I think I only really know him as a as a central midfielder. I don't know if he's played elsewhere in the team, but he's
1: pretty much always been centre mid or holding mid.
0: Yeah, but again, it's just it's just good that you are hearing these these names cropping up. I think these last couple of months, Ryan Edmondson's names cropped up a bit more. You know, Robbie Gotts has been there, Jordan Stevens, his name has been appearing a few times. So it's good to see sort of the, the same pl- people making making a name for themselves at that level.
1: Yeah. Uh, the season ticket renewals went live today. Uh, I've done ours, by the way.
0: Happy days.
1: Yeah. Um, they've frozen the price. But the, the most interesting thing about it is that if Leeds get promoted, there'll be no new season tickets sold.
0: If the If the number matches.
1: Yeah, well, we've, we've got, like, 22 and a half now, including half-season ticket holders. And you would expect, like, well, a, a minimum of 20 are going to renew. Yeah,
0: I, th- I think the aim is to keep it capped at 22 and a half thousand. So I think there might be, like, a limited run of pe- if people don't renew. Mm. But I
1: would hope there's some, because there, there's so many people are going to want them. Like, I, I would like if... The thing is, if we go up... And I know why they're not doing it because, obviously, if you're selling them as individual tickets, you're going to make 35 quid a ticket instead of 20. Yeah. You know, it, it does make sense. But when you're in the Premier League, your TV money makes your ticket money so much less important that, I I mean, I'd love to see a ground where there's 30,000 in every week and it really gets going, but it, it is better to hold some back because there's yeah. a lot of people who can't get there every week. Up until two years ago, I couldn't get there every week because of work. Mm. So you you do need to keep a minimum of ten thousand back.
0: It's um it it says the st- it says a lot about the state of uh, the club at the moment as well. If you think back to the Bates days, in you know once we were in the championship, and our season ticket numbers were going down to the point where it dropped down to about ten thousand.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So at that point, you're relying yeah. on, on, on you know. We were there for a few nights when you'd have seventeen thousand for a Tuesday night game,
1: yeah,
0: because the, because the football was that bad, the atmosphere was horrible. Um, so now it's quite nice that we got the prices to a, a fairly reasonable price, I would say.
1: Yeah, because the I mean, obviously, not everyone has this level of discount because it's only if you had them then. But it is the eighth year mm. in a row they've done this. So if you've had one the last eight years, it hasn't gone up.
0: Yeah. You know, and we've clearly been able to build on the support bases because there's always been a good support base there. But Jesus, un- I mean, under Bates, under GFH, under Radrazzani. Not Radrazzani, sorry, under Chilena.
1: Don't worry, they're um, both Italian. They're basically the same. Know. I've seen that argument on Twitter.
0: They've got that tinge of olive in them, you know. It's pretty much the same person. Yeah, that funny tinge. Uh, Um, Alright, Angela. Um they've made it so hard to support leads at times. You just between trying to offend as many people as they can, making it expensive, just Chelino with his fucking pie tax and shit like that. Um it's just nice that at the moment we've got that good core again of of season ticket holders, you know. 20 on thousand who are going to be there every week apart from me um <laughs> but i'm there i'm there in i want to say i'm there in spirit but i'm sure coca-cola sales are, are greatly down at this point
1: yeah but you know i'd take the piss out of you for drinking coke but when you're here you do give me a lift so
0: yeah i'm designated driver so there is always that
1: uh, um so there has been a couple of injuries uh, obviously for sure missed the last two games uh but it wasn't expected to be a long one, so we'll probably find out on Thursday whether he's going to be back or not. I would hope yeah. that if he is back, he's only on the bench, but Bielsa really does like him, so we'll see. I would think even, because it, it, all the signs point to it, if he'd have been fit, he would have played ahead of Phillips at Middlesbrough.
0: Which would have been very disappointing.
1: But since then, Phillips has had two fantastic games at Oldham Mid. So I would think, surely, he's made it his shirt now. And you would think if he hasn't made it his shirt, then there's probably nothing he can do to make it his.
0: Yeah, at this point, you've just got to think that Phillips is just the better option. I understand his his loyalty to players, but I I can't understand someone who has played as well as Phillips has this season, both in defence and as the holding midfielder, and and not having him in the team, especially at a crucial point of the season like this. It it would just confuse me to, to leave him out. Yeah.
1: And then obviously the roof injury that we mentioned earlier—it's uh, a knee ligament injury, even if it's a small one. What six weeks?
0: Yeah, it's it's again, it's not at a good time. But
1: and by the sounds of it, it'll be longer than that because the thing was we hoped to have him back before the end of the season.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, again, the only thing—the only good thing you can say for that is. Uh, you know, at least we we do have a couple of options there, as we mentioned already, between Izzy Brown, uh, Tyler Roberts, been probably the main two,
1: and Bamford being back to take the strike in Yeah, thank God. Yeah, if, if we'd have had this injury a month ago, oh, I mean, it's still it's still really bad, but it would have been worse if it was a month ago.
0: And again, Ty- Tyler Roberts that uh, didn't do too bad when he when he played up front at the start of the season, but. At this point of the season, he's not the person you want to be relying on for that. Yeah, you know Not that I don't back him or anything, but it's just, especially then, if he's not having a good game, then you're looking down the list at Edmondson, Temenoshkov, that you know, who again, it'd be great to see them coming in, but it's it's not what you want at this time of the season.
1: No, um, so with Roof out, obviously Bamford will play up front. Who would be your pick for ten?
0: To be honest, I think since you mentioned it, I think probably Tyler Roberts at the moment. I, I think in the games he's come on in, he's he I think he's looked he's looked good, he's put himself about well, created a few chances, he's not you know, he's not afraid to take a shot. Um so I'd probably go with him and then I don't think it's the worst option in the world to have Izzy Brown come on with twenty minutes, half an hour to go in a game if you need to change things up.
1: Yeah. I'd say I I would go with Brown, I think, because I've been impressed with what I've seen in the under-23s, but I think it will be Roberts. And then yeah. the last bit of news all rolled into one, and hopefully this is the last time we ever have to fucking talk about it. They finally came to a, a verdict in Spygate, and the verdict is that we haven't broke any rules, so we're getting fined 200 grand.
0: <laughs> oh, only Lee United.
1: Yeah, um... Leeds have accepted the fine of 200 grand by the sound of it to basically get it over with. Like their, their quote was, our focus can now return to matters on the field. So that's yeah. why they, that's why they're not going to appeal. It's a breach of regulation 3.4 relating to acting in utmost good faith.
0: This is the most bollocks cop out statement of a rule. <laughs> yeah, because again, as a, if if Leeds were to go and get a lawyer and just go. So when uh, when Norwich openly admitted to painting their dressing room pink as a way to you know th- the idea is to calm people down, lower testosterone levels, is that in good faith? No, not really. Was anything done about that? No. Well, I mean, apart from us smashing Norwich about that day.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many less funny and more real ones than that as well. Like any any element of diving is not good faith. Any uh, chanting racist things isn't in good faith to certain communities. (laughs) Uh, But even if it's just to other teams, like the fact that you've got teams that can do this over and over again, or that teams can come out in the press and lie about what happened... Or say that the police were all over the training ground, or that I've never heard of someone being on the hands and knees cutting the fence with a pair of pliers, which didn't happen, did it, Frank?
0: You I was about to say, are you talking about Frank Lampard here?
1: <laughs> we'll have to uh, we'll have to remember to bleep that because that's just one word, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Take that, Frank Lampard, you shit! <laughs> uh. Zig
1: R, lip your fucking ankles off! (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, it's just one of those things, though. Just between him, chipping Jim White, spouting his nonsense every week, trying to drag this out, and you just think this—this is bollocks. It's absolute drivel here that's coming out of people's mouths and. Honestly, I saw, I saw earlier that and I love the two people that have been considered for the Chelsea job now, Zidane and Frank Lampard.
1: If if Frank Lampard gets that job... There's
0: managers in the Premier League that will eat him alive. If he could not handle the whole Spygate thing, then there's going to be managers that will get to him very easily.
1: Yeah, my, uh, my favourite thing with the whole thing is still that, as part of the deal, Leeds have agreed to support the introduction of a new rule banning viewing training without permission within 72 hours of a game. So if you need to introduce a rule, by definition, that means we haven't broken a rule.
0: Yes, there was no rule, but apparently uh, apparently, we are still cheats.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Because we're leads and that's all there is to it.
0: Fuck you, Matt Law.
1: <laughs> yeah, Matt Law being a moron. Um,
0: <laughs> by the way, I don't know if you saw the tweet that, was, uh, that someone found from him, and I, I think it's from 2012, him... Uh, him saying he missed, the part of his old job he missed was trying to spy on the, the close sets, the close part of England sessions.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't see the actual tweet, but I know that he, he had written that, and I think Henry Winter wrote the same in his book and then criticised Bielsa for it and stuff like that. Uh, just, it's just,
0: it, it's this whole thing every time, it just, no, no, these, these people are cheaters, they're wrong, they're ruining the, and like, maybe before you throw these things out, take a look at yourself here. Let's, let's, again, and, and it was, it's still the best thing I think I've seen someone say about it is, is Phil Hayes saying English football do not I think it's whiter than white.
1: Yeah, well, that's the difference. You see, their spying was good old fashioned English spying and it wasn't done by some argy. Yeah. Which is basically what a lot of it comes down to. Uh, but having failed in his mission to dock Leeds points, Sean Harvey decided to fall on his sword and quit at the end of the season. Talk about a man who's failed up.
0: Oh, I'll tell you what. He's going to end up, he'll end up being like the head of the PFA.
1: He will. He'll get the, he'll get the Premier League job just as we go up.
0: (laughs) We'll just get promoted. Oh, Sean Harvey's in charge of the Premier League. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Oh, son of a bitch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's me, Leeds! <laughs> it was me all along.
0: <laughs> oh, God. He's he's destined to follow us around, is that man?
1: The thing is, I know a guy who has met him a few times, and he swears that the, that Sean Harvey really likes Leeds. And all I can say is that if he if this is the way that he acts to people he likes... <laughs> then you wouldn't want to be married to him because I bet he knocks him about. Allegedly, I don't actually think that. (laughs) Legally, legally speaking, that's not true, okay? That's a good term. (laughs) Well, if he likes leads, he clearly doesn't know how to treat things that he likes well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. What's that term about keying your own car? (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh dear sean yeah as, again just as a man who you know for years worked for a company who he swears down he didn't know who was paying him but someone was every week after taking three clubs into administration and then deciding to help it out on, in writing the rules on uh, on who could and couldn't own a football club
1: yeah, it, um, it sounds like a, a decent amount of him actually going is because of that TV deal that he botched. And he knew he was going to be out on his arse if he didn't run away.
0: Uh, I'm, yeah, just going to find Leeds United £200,000 and uh, I'm going to be resigning at the end of the season. But don't worry about that, just think about Leeds.
1: Yeah. Right uh all we've got left then is for the previews, and it's a really, really big week.
0: Yeah, it's. I, t- I think the one thing that's kind of that might have worked out for us since uh, since the Swansea game is we've we've had a, quite a nice break coming into this.
1: Yeah, really nice break, and we've lost as main strike. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll uh, we'll get a lot. Well, I would, I would. I nearly said something really stupid then i nearly said we'll get a lot of clues about the team on friday night because the under 23s are playing but we'll get a massive clue on thursday in press conference when bielsa tells us what the team is
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> would be far more accurate
0: yeah i mean there's to be honest coming into this bolton at home there's there's even there's a, a couple of players you could kind of bring in and out and uh, I'd feel like it wouldn't make any
1: difference. Yeah, with the Bolton game, it's much more that if we play well, we'll win. What I will say is, and I, I will ne- I never bet against Leeds and I'm not gonna, but no team in the championship is sixteen to one to win a match. <laughs> and that's what priced Bolton are for this game. Wow. That's that's massive.
0: I did see their uh was it did they beat Birmingham
1: 1-0? Yeah, that was their that's their last away game, actually. The last five, they uh, won all the Reading, lost 2-0 at Sheffield United, got beat 2-1 by Preston, won 1-0 at Birmingham, and then they got beat 4-0 by Norwich at weekend.
0: Did you did you see who got the assist for the goal at Birmingham?
1: No, but by the way you said it, I'm going to guess it was my boy.
0: It was. It was Luke Murphy. My he boy, actually, Luke. He played, played in everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, when I had a look through their squad, as you'd expect, it's not that, much of a squad. It, but the last three matches, they've played two up front.
0: I mean, when you're in their position, you
1: probably should. Yeah, last three games, they've played a 5 3 2, which it'd be interesting. I would assume that if Leeds did play three at the back, if they'd just drop Phillips in. Yeah. Uh, but it, there's a chance we could be. Uh, they've changed the goalkeeper. Remy Matthews has taken sport for Manic. And although he conceded four, he had quite a good game against Norwich, saved a penalty, and they could have had seven or eight, that sounds of it.
0: Yeah, that that was that was one of the games you were looking at and thinking, well, they're not gonna do us a favour this weekend.
1: No. Uh centre back wise, Mark Beavers, Jack Hobbs, David Wheater, they're all, you know, okay, but no better. Olkowski at right back's quite decent. And they've been playing Craig Noon as a left back. Yeah. Which doesn't mean out. when they play three centre mids, they've got five really Gary O'Neill, Jason Lowe, Callum Connolly, Josh Vella, Luke Murphy. It'll be any of those three. Uh I would guess Connolly, Vella, and Lowe, probably. Yeah, because Gary O'Neill's very old, and he won't have the engine to chase around.
0: No, I, I imagine he is very much a a, a last twenty minutes sort yeah.
1: of player. And then up front, uh, they've been playing McGinnis, Donaldson, or Sammy Amiobi. If they do go to one striker, Amiobi will definitely start because he'll play wide. But it's mm-hmm. a nothing squad. Other, the only player that they've got that I truly rate, apart from Luke Murphy, of course, is Olkowski. I do think he's a decent right-back. But only decent, I don't think he's brilliant yeah. or anything. And Amiobi's got a few tricks. But, you know, if are crap, it's a game that we really should win at home, so I'm going to say one all.
0: <laughs> i tell you what, I'm, I'm feeling very confident. I'm going to say 4-1. Because, even now, I still think we've got we've we've got a mistake in us to concede a goal.
1: I might not predict as another win all season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it gets us up, it's worth it.
1: Uh, then Tuesday night, QPR away. There's no point in us really previewing this because we did it on the last podcast. Yeah, they're a decent enough side, but not special. Like they've got some decent players. Like I, I, as we said before, Bidwell I like at left back. I like Luongo in midfield, and between big Matthew Smith. Yeah. Naki Wells, Tom Ahmed, and then Freeman and Abirachi uh, Easy in attacking mid. They have got a little bit of attacking threat. Yeah. I, in fact, I'm not even going to change. I think on the last podcast I said we'd get beat three nil. So I'm going to go. We'll get beat three uh, nil.
0: I can't remember what I said last night. I'm going to say we're away. We? I'm going to say two one again. Two one win.
1: Cool. And then um, a really hard game. The form isn't amazing, but they're a really good side. Friday, quarter to eight, on telly. West Brom at home. They're fourth with 57 points from 32. Uh, Last five games, they got beat 3-2 at home by Borough, got beat 3-1 by Brighton, won 1-0 at Stoke, 2-2 against Forest, and then won 2-0 at Villa. Their squad is really good. They're nearly always 4-3-3, but they have used a 4-3-1-2 on a couple of occasions. So we're probably the standard 4-1-4-1.
0: Yeah, um, hopefully we kind of learn our lesson from from the game at the Hawthorn because that was that was not a good night.
1: No, that was not a good night.
0: Got absolutely torn to pieces in that game.
1: Well, we're unlikely to have because uh, like that was one of, one of Dallas's worst games at fullback, wasn't it?
0: Oh yes.
1: When he got absolutely yeah. ripped to bits.
0: That'll have been probably one of the last things Saez ever really did for us was getting the assist for Hernandez in that game.
1: He got that one, and then he got another one in the next game that we won 2-0, and I can't remember who against.
0: That, that would have been my first... That was my, The next game was my first game back as well, and it was... Was it Bristol City?
1: Yeah, it was, because that's... Up until they lost to Wolves in the FA Cup at the weekend, mm. that was the last game they lost.
0: They've, they've been on an absolute tear at the moment, haven't they? Yeah, they've
1: been in really good form. Uh, but really good squad Sam Johnston in goal is a good keeper like you just go through the options they've got this is to pick a back four from Mason Holgate Ahmed Hagazi, Craig Dawson Kyle Bartley Tosin Adarabayo Kieran Gibbs Tyrell Mears admittedly is a backup but that into a four is going to be strong yeah
0: um, and then the midfield some of the experience they've got there
1: well how many internationals is there in that like, Barry, obviously, he's getting on a bit, but, you know, 50-odd England caps. That, they've got that Lakeem Harper, who's an England youth international, but he's quite highly rated. But Barry's got England caps. Jake Livermore's got England caps. Chris Brunt, I think, was Northern Ireland's captain for ages. Uh, James Morrison's a yeah. Scotland international. And then on deadline day, they've assigned Stefan Johansson. He's a Norway international. And then they've got Sam Field as well. Jesus Christ. It's a... It's a and where are they in the table again? They're fourth. Uh Yeah. It's a, Jesus It's a strong team uh, Attacking midwives, They've got Wes Houlihan Who I forgot was still there But Matt Phillips Good player He can also play wing-back If they do use Three centre-backs Which they did Earlier in the season uh, And they were mm. Because they lost Harvey Barnes And then they sent Oliver Burke on The Celtic They were a little bit Short on wingers So they signed, so signed Jefferson Montero From Swansea And Jacob Murphy From Newcastle On deadline day <sighs>
0: It is a strong squad. I'm not looking forward to this.
1: For what it's worth, by the way, I just thought I'd check because they're playing right now. West Brom are one all away at QPR at halftime. Come on, QPR. Uh, Jefferson Montero opened scoring and Luke Freeman equalised. So, hopefully, QPR can get something. And then, up front, they've only got three, but two of them are good and one of them's okay. Dwight Gale's diving ban will be done by then. Jay Rodriguez is really good and Hal Robson-Khan, in that great, but he scored against us in the last game, didn't
0: he? Yeah, and another international. Yep, he's got a few caps for Wales.
1: They, that squad, if they don't go up, you would think they're going to have to jettison a lot of players. Yeah, now, admittedly, I'm assuming Barry's is only on a one year deal, Brunt's probably only on a one year deal as well. Mm. And I suppose Gale's only on loan, as is Murphy. Adara Bayo, yeah, he's on is the other Adara Bayo.
0: Adairabaya, I'll never remember that.
1: I only know how to say his name because I wanted us to sign him for two years.
0: Yeah, I'd, very much now. If you gave me a point from this, that'd be delirious. Happily take a draw.
1: What are you going to go, father?
0: Oh, we're going to win five nil. Uh, no. Um, I I will stick with a draw. I'm going to say I'm going to
1: say one one. Uh, okay, I'm going to go three one West Brom. Good lad. What number of points would you be happy with from these three?
0: Um. Minimum six. I, I, I we, sh- we should beat Bolton in QPR. Yeah.
1: Seven would make me happy.
0: Ah, yes. Seven, eight, I'd take.
1: Eight would be Twelve. really good. Eight would be amazing. <laughs> That'd be better uh, than nine.
0: It's like, what is it like in the Checker Trade Trophy when you win a game on penalties? You get yeah. an extra point. Yeah, you get like two that. points for that. Jeez, I'm glad we're not in League One. Yeah, if, if we... Minimum six... Seven would be fantastic. Although, to be, to we've got to the point now as well where you're looking every game now at how every other team's doing.
1: Yeah, I think we're only a couple of podcasts away from the preview, also previewing whoever Norwich and Sheffield United are playing.
0: Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the QPR game, that'll be our game in hand as well. Because, um, obviously, we didn't play over the weekend, but Norwich and... Sheffield United both got results, didn't they?
1: Well, they they both won four nil, didn't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, they weren't messing around.
1: I backed them as a double in the hope one of them would lose. <laughs> but
0: so yeah, at this point now, as as much as I'll sit here and say I'd love I'd love seven points, it kind of also depends on how the other teams do. You know, some some weeks we might get away with only picking up, you know, five points from these from these three. Um, You know, and if Sheff United drop a couple of points, then it's not so bad all of a sudden. But, yeah, minimum six.
1: Yeah, um, i say the the thing, we have to not panic if we do drop some points, because everyone will drop points.
0: I thought you were about to say everyone will panic.
1: Oh, everyone definitely will panic. Everyone panicked at the weekend because we dropped a third. We didn't play.
0: Yeah, it's all (laughs) gone wrong.
1: Everyone was panicking because Sheff United beat Reading and Norwich beat Bolton.
0: Yeah. Oh God, it's got tense now, hasn't it?
1: It's really tense. This is way tenser than the League One promotion battle. War. Like, yeah. way tenser. I've, I. This might be in t- in terms of sport. This is, I think, the most nerve wracking thing I can think of.
0: Yeah, this is. This. Uh, I don't. I don't know how to feel. I've not been prepared for this properly. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> due to our years of failure and mid table mediocrity.
1: That's the question you say, Casey. What was more rattling, this or your parents' divorce? <laughs> um,
0: would it be bad to say I'm probably more emotionally invested in this?
1: No, I think that's reasonable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I still talk to my parents. F- it's fine. Um,
1: Whereas this robs you of your ability to speak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the actions of my parents at this point don't, don't make me that nervous. The actions of Leeds United, on the other hand, can ruin my day very easily. <laughs> can ruin your week. Yeah. Oh God. I'll pull, yeah. Don't just please don't fuck up the first two games.
1: Yeah, that's the key, isn't it? We'll, uh we'll probably then be back next week cause if we've got three games in a week. We should probably try and do one week instead of two. Yeah. And that will also make it easier because I'm off, because I'm at that stag do afterwards. So. Yes we'll we'll work around that but that'll do us for episode 41 of mighty whites podcast uh we're at mighty whites pod on twitter at mighty dot the stuff that we write goes up on through it all together which is at thiu it's all lufc uh you, we will turn into quivering wrecks like the rest of you and we just have to hope that when we come back we're not crying into the microphones but i've been jack see ya.
0: and i've been casey see you later
1: cool in a bit